Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bed Post Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. This week, we have a very special guest, sketch comedian, improviser, and writer, Alessandra Vite. Hi. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hi, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I am thrilled. <laughs> I'm so excited. You, you said recently that you, first you hadn't listened to it at all, mm-hmm. and, you, and you said, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And then you listened to it. <laughs> and then I listened to it, and I was like, oh, thank God, it's the best podcast. <laughs> thank God it's good. Thank God. Oh, thank God. No, it was, it, was, uh, it was so exciting. I was at work on Friday, and I was like, yeah, I'll listen to this. And I was like, oh my God, I love everything that I'm learning so much but also I feel like people that I don't know that well I now know a lot about their sex lives and I'm like I see them and I'm like oh I'm I'm uncomfortable but it's great I know something about you I bet (laughs) I like it I like it a lot yeah there's a lot of TMI happening oh it's great that's all I want I want no small Chicha. Yeah, let's not just let's just get right <laughs> into the fisting, so anal. Yeah, yeah. So fisting. Yeah. Anal fisting. Jesus Christ. What yeah. do you think about it? <laughs> not for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'm just so I'm not judging. I'm not judging. It's just it's not for me personally. <laughs> no, no judgment on the anal fisting. Yeah, okay. Um, no, I'm kidding. We definitely won't start there. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> What, uh, like, where are you at as far as sex is concerned? Like, in your life? In my or life? In your head? Like, in what's my happening? head? I think I love it. <laughs> like, I think I love it. No, I do. I think recently I've kind of, like, from, like, 24 and on, I've mm-hmm. just kind of become, like, super excited about sex at all its glory, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> at every possible. I, I guess you. I would describe myself as uh, horny. Would be. Okay. The... <laughs> I literally have conversations with people being like, "No one's horny anymore." Yeah. Where are all the horny people? Where are my horny people at? I happen to date a lot of men. Not a lot, but some uh, that aren't. Their libido is like not as high as mine. Yeah. And I'm always like, ah. Oh. And I've had several men explain to me being like, you know, the media has really done us a disservice by saying that men are always turned on. And I was like, I'm always turned on. Where are, why can't I find? <laughs> I relate with that. I with can... what's in the media. <laughs> That's me I see reflected back. Yeah. But I have men, yeah, all the time. Uh, more than one, I would say, has been like, then like, okay, let's slow down. I'm like, okay. Like, I'll have sex and I'll be like, mm, again? Yeah, yeah. So you'll want to go again and they'll be like, I'm good for now. Yeah. Like, How about we... Yeah. Watch a show. Yeah, it's true. Get back into it later, I'm always, like, do you want, like, a banana or something? Like, do you need, like, potassium? <laughs> Is that what you need? Do you want a Gatorade? Or, um, <laughs> yeah, you need to fuel up. Do you need, yeah. Is that well, what it apparently is? apparently Biologically, that's not how it works. I've been exposed. <laughs> I've been told. As, 
as I looked into, um, like, for one of the shows, I wanted to, like, present a bunch of kind of, like, Guinness World Records, like, like where sex was concerned, mm-hmm. or, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And, like, this was a while ago, so I don't remember specifics, but, like, the amount... And it makes sense, obviously, biologically. It's like, yeah, of course. It's like the most orgasms a woman has had within an hour or mm-hmm. whatever was something insane, like 500. That's too many. And, like- then, and then, like, for men, it was like, it was like, 11 there's something like like such a huge discrepancy 11 is a lot in an hour like for you know what i mean like women it's like 500 no what this is what i want to know <laughs> what qual like i feel like orgasms for women i mean i have absolutely no experience of what it's like <laughs> for a man clearly but for like like i feel like they're all of different levels so like one orgasm is like the big one and then there can't be another one after it but like leading up to that big one there might be like little feelings of pleasure like do those count i don't know i th- yeah like feelings of pleasure i don't know yeah it's funny because it is it is it subjective are female orgasms like Cause I wonder too, like when women are like, "Oh yeah, I can have eight, nine, ten in a sitting," and I'm like, "Can you? I don't. Are you? Are you? <laughs> are you? Because I've had multiple orgasms. Not that I don't believe them. And but it's not. It. I would call that the final one I had like the orgasm, and then the other ones, it's like obviously like the sex is pleasurable, but it's like there were little like I guess. What would I call it? like stress releases throughout the? Yeah, like cause, little like, orgasm. Little like what? What is an orgasm? Like nerve something? I yeah, don't know. I think I think yeah. Something I read a long time ago said that it's like uh, different muscles are all contracting at the same time. Okay, so I think that's technically. Then if that's the case, then yeah, I guess they all count as orgasms. Like when they're all coordinated suddenly all coordinated yeah that makes sense then okay i i, I would have to double check on that <laughs> Who knows? as a doctor as I a doctor say. that's exactly what happens but yeah. no but yeah i wonder like because even just with myself yeah i'll have i'll have big and they're all orgasms i'll have huge orgasms mm-hmm. depending i guess on so many factors like what's what else well, is being stimulated like i was listening to this podcast um do you listen to guys we fucked oh yeah oh yeah Love that podcast. Um, <laughs> and they had a guy who was like a squirting expert on, mm-hmm. and he was talking about like uh, women can squirt, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're having an orgasm. Yeah, you can do it before an orgasm. Yeah, you can do it. So that kind of played with my head, being like, "What is orgasm? <laughs> like, what yeah. is what is what's going on?" So I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's kind Not of sure. and, and like female sexuality is still such a huge mystery. Like even to doctors and stuff because they just didn't put any research into it. Yeah, that Kinsey stuff was all for the men. And, and they're still not really. No. I mean, I'm sure we've come pretty far as far as research goes, but there's still so much that's, Who's, like, unknown. A, is it Naomi? There's Naomi Wolf and Naomi Klein, which is the one that... Naomi, Naomi Wolf, Wolf is She Wrote Vagina. She Wrote Vagina. So yeah. she's the one that's a, that makes the most sense, but it's obviously not scientific. She's, like, women are, like, lace, and men are, like, a grid in terms of, like, how their sexuality, like in their brain works. Like, mm. I guess the brain is the biggest sexual organ. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's very interesting. What does she mean by that metaphor? Like, it's that uh, we know how men get turned on a little bit more simpler. It, it seems more simple for us to understand because it, like, follows the, a brain pattern more more clearly, whereas women, it's very intricate. It doesn't mean that it's, it's any better or any worse. It's just that it's a different pathway that they can't figure out as well. 
And like, even didn't, when did they finally realize that the clitoris is like a big, huge thing inside? I don't know. Like where the part that we speak of as the clitoris is like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And that it's actually a huge organ. I don't know. Inside us. Like we found out that pretty recently, I feel like, like within the past 15 years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that makes sense, actually. Which is insane. And there's, and like that they realized that what a lot of women consider to have like an internal G-spot mm. type orgasm, mm-hmm. that's actually just another part of the clitoris, huh. like the inner yeah, part okay. of the clitoris that's being stimulated. So it's all clitoral. Oh. Like somebody, yeah. <laughs> that I didn't know. Actually. I don't know. It might have been in that book that she's saying all orgasms, all female orgasms are clitoral. Ah. It's just that the clitoris is like way inside too. Yeah, and that makes sense why some people would experience it not because it just depends on how big your clitoris is. Yeah, how you're shaped and how everything lays. And yeah, because everybody's different. Science is great. You know? (laughs) I mean, again, like, the specifics, specifics on that may have been up to my Definitely interpretation. Definitely not correct on most of this, but... <laughs> but it's something there. like that. It's something like that. It's something like that. Because yeah. even, like, when I'm just by myself, I have tiny orgasms. If I'm like, I have my vibrate, vibrator, I'm watching yeah, porn. Yeah, definitely don't have as good an orgasm by myself. I don't at all. I don't at all. But I think, yeah, because it's both being stimulated at the same time. But I don't use like a toy or anything No, like you're just that. hand. Handy. Hand lady. Handy. Just a little hump of the hand, I guess. Is what a little hand hump. A <laughs> hump of the hand. Yeah. That Do you I'm, watch something or? Uh, sometimes. Not always. So you're just thinking. I think what about you th- it. What do I think? Yeah, oh, what boy. are you thinking? Tell me about your life. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like to fantasize about people that I currently have sex with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. It is nice. I like that, actually. Yeah. And sometimes, like, the guys will be like, oh, what do you think about it? I was like, you. And they'll be like, oh, fuck off. And I'll be like, no, no, I I really do. Like, past experiences yeah, with like, them? Yeah, like, I'll think about sex that I had before. Um, something sexy you guys did one time. Something sexy we did, and that, that usually... Does it good for me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There must be other things that I think of, but right now that's what's... Do you ever yeah. think of stuff, like, that you haven't done yet that's sexy that you would no, like to do with the person? I don't have a good imagination in that regard. So it's all just memories. <laughs> it's some memories, yeah. Like, I remember, like, I'm really into, like, talking, like, during sex, of course, because I, like, talk way too much about <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I should learn to, like, experience things through other ways but it's like too late i'm too verbal yeah um so, so like dirty talk i'll is... be like yo tell me what you want to do to me and then he'll be like what do you want to do to me and i'll be like um stuff like <laughs> so you like when they talk to you yeah i definitely i can get into it but it's usually what i just did yeah you're giving a prompt yeah and they're it's they're never, responding. Yeah, yeah. It's never it's never like, I'm going to do this. It's usually like, we just did this, and now I'm going to explain it to you sexily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a sexy way. In a sexier way than probably the awkward, like we were making out on a chair kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, that's kind of, I think that's a Dan Savage thing. That is a Dan Savage thing. That like, the for dirty talk, a good yeah. place to start is saying what you will do to the person yeah. or what you did to the person. Yeah, actually, I, I listened to a lot of Dan Savage and it was just kind of like a confirmation of being like, oh, I'm doing that. Oh, good, good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm doing sex correct. Yes, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I'm right. <laughs> yeah. You know, as a very horny person, it's good. It's good, it's that good I'm doing to do it, right. it correct. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. Um, are you are you a casual sex person generally? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes, oh, I yes. am. Yes, please. Yeah, casual sex. Yeah, person. I do like casual sex. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I had a pretty big breakup at the beginning of this year. Okay. Well, not 2017, 2016. Oh yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, well, even before I met him, I was I was kind of like, like, well, now's the time that I can just do what I've always wanted, which is to like sleep just... with a bunch of people. <laughs> and I did that, and it was great. And yeah. I never found it upsetting or and it kind of led to a relationship mm-hmm. that was kind of confusing because it was like casual and then not casual mm-hmm. and then when it got a little bit more serious he was kind of like oh are we even being serious right now and I was like yes you yes you told me specifically that that's what you wanted yeah where did you meet these people generally where God, do you meet where do you meet comedians. dudes they're all comedians oh yeah it's very I know that's why I'm like uncomfortable in this podcast and per because <laughs> if anyone listens to it they'll be like oh yeah that's me <laughs> I mean, everybody does it though. Like, not just comedians, but like, oh my god, at the work in the workplace. Oh, like, boy. yeah. Like, if you work at a restaurant, I'm sure you yep. just sleep with a bunch of waiters. Like, it, yeah, everyone's sleeping together. I think any little community. I don't want to sound shallow, but sometimes I think I got into comedy a little bit. Maybe like ten percent of the reason why is because I was like super attracted to comedians, like all through high school. Who like I loved I had such crushes. I remember like a huge crush was Job from Arrested Development. I was like Yes <sighs> Drove me crazy, Job. Like yes. anybody who did I I like Bob Odenkirk when he was on oh. the Mr. Show. Oh, Yikes, yeah. I liked him. So it was really a thing. And then when I got into comedy, I was like, Oh my, everybody Everybody is attractive. <laughs> Everyone's attractive. I like you all. And they like me, so it's like great, what a great little waiting pool I'm in, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Look what I've made for myself. That's great. This is fantastic. Yeah, I got the secret works. (laughs) The secret, yeah. Just imagine. Just put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically who I date essentially right now for the last like five years. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how long you've generally been in comedy? Yeah. Four and a half, five years is how long I've been like professionally pursuing it. I like did it in high school. Like I took classes and stuff. Yep. But I, uh, as soon as I finished theater school, I just went right back into it. Yeah. I kind of moved quickly. I was going to ask you, do you put sex into, you know, your writing of your sketches and stuff like that? But it's really funny. You and Alison Hogg did Bedpost. Mm-hmm. So you're half of your sketch comedy troupe, Flirty Boys. Yeah. yeah. You and Alison. Yeah. And the other... Anne Pornell and Alexandra Wiley. Yeah. So yeah. for this particular Bedpost performance, we got <laughs> we got the duo, yeah. the lovely lady duo. And I love how you set it up. You were like, you know, this is not going to be like about sex essentially mm-hmm. and it was completely about sex it was solely about the first I don't sketch. think you guys realized how <laughs> much not... about sex you write here's the deal I am not one of those people that writes about like fantastical scenarios I will have an experience and then I will go home and write it verbatim <laughs> yeah, the exact then, conversation yeah literally one of our flirty boys sketches which is also very much about sex i had with a friend of mine it was me and Anne. we're having a conversation with a friend and he i had a one night stand with someone and he wanted to know all the details and he was asking the most bonkers questions like Like the first question he asked was like so did you use condoms and i was like what like why would you want to know like that's not the juicy part of the sex story and uh i just wrote down as he was talking to me i was like writing stuff down on my phone, and then went home and wrote the sketch, and then Anne played the guy, and then I played myself. 
<laughs> so yeah, we do. And I guess I talk, I guess I talk a lot about sex. Yeah, because every sketch you guys did. I don't, it's funny because I would not characterize myself as like a blue comedian right. at all. Which means like, talking, talking about, about sex. Talking about sex, talking about like being kind of dirty. Yeah. But maybe I am. But perhaps you are. Maybe I am. The sketch sins are kind of dirty. We're kind of dirty. That's the sketch troupe that you do Sundays, Sundays, right? yeah. At, on, at the comedy bar we do Sunday Night Live. Yeah. It's not that it's dirty. I think it's that we're comfortable and I guess we're all in our like mid to late 20s early 30s and i guess this is our experience level right now yeah right there's not a lot of people that are married with kids so we're not talking about that part we're talking about like dating and dating dating at this age i guess is like a lot of like odd sexual encounters (laughs) and that's like a common thing you're all sharing right now pretty much i think so and like yeah and I love it. I love talking about sex. Like, it's yeah. great. That's why when I was like listening to this podcast, I was like, sick. Yes. <laughs> yes, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so right now you're doing the casual thing. Yeah, I was dating much. someone. I guess we're on a break right now. We kind of broke up. <laughs> kind of. We broke that's, up. That's the thing with casual. It's like, did we break up? We got more serious. And then we got less serious. Less serious. <laughs> I've I done that, do yeah, that. I've done that, where I'm like, do I need to break up with this person? Like, we did, because he physically isn't here right now, so I had to, like, say, like, we broken up. <laughs> Have we broken up, yeah. yeah. I don't. I like how it's in the past tense. Did, it just did happened, we... like, a week ago. This is what I was talking about, like, I shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> we can move on. It's okay, don't. no, it's fine, it's fine. It's one of those things, yeah, because basically, I've only had one major relationship, and everything else has been... Dating or casual sex. Mm-hmm. It's not been... Yeah, so... It, Do you mean, like, in your young adulthood, basically? Yeah, in my Just whole dating life. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was a late bloomer. Yeah. Yeah, I lost my virginity at, like, 21. 21, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I think is late. And it felt late. It felt late. Why? <laughs> was everyone already having sex? Uh, everyone was having sex, but as a horny person, I was kind of like, let's get this going. Yeah, yeah. So why, then, do you think it was until 21? Um, that it took you until 21, if you were kind of... definitely was not very confident within myself. Mm -hmm. And I also was kind of like, well, I'll have sex when I have, like, a serious relationship. And I hadn't had a serious relationship. So then I went on vacation and had sex with someone on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) That's serious. Seriously hot. (laughs) Yeah, super sexy. Uh, Yeah, and then I had sex with someone on vacation. But I guess the only regret with that is that, like, I didn't tell him that I was a virgin. All right. And I kind of wish I did. But then maybe I wouldn't have lost it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to say in retrospect. I mean... That's the only thing is, like, if I could... Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's a funny story, and I'm not, like... I don't have any problem with it, but it would have been nice to, like, be vulnerable with someone in that way. Yeah. But that was my story. I don't know. Did you, um... On the vacation, where you're like, I'm gonna bone a dude, like... Not at all. No, no, just Not at all. What happened was... We went to an uh, all-inclusive that happened to have, like, only elderly people, and then this <laughs> one group of young guys, and we were, like, a group of young girls, and we found each other, and, like, <laughs> each of us just, like, found the one guy within the group that we just, like, would make out with every night, <laughs> and then, uh, and then that happened. That were happened. you, were you, like, feeling good about it? You're like, finally, or... Yeah, I felt really good about it. You felt good about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I remember feeling like, oh, thank God. Were you, like, no big deal, or, like, what was your opinion of the experience? was a big deal yeah yeah it was not no big deal it was a big deal it's hard to remember now uh yeah it was it lasted 
10 minutes maybe because yeah. I got really worried. <laughs> this is so graphic. I got worried that like my hymen broke and there would be blood and that he would be like, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then like freak out. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as it happened, it hurt and I was like, oh, that must be my that hymen. That must be it. And then immediately was like, gotta go and, and couldn't and didn't want to finish like, did not want him to have an orgasm. I knew I wasn't going to have an orgasm. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, okay, great. Ah, uh, mm, pretty tired. Good night. Like, <laughs> yeah. and then just ran out of his hotel room. He just ran. I just went, oh, this is how much those guys knew they were going to have sex, though. There were six of them, and they all had their own hotel rooms. Ah. Uh, and we is, yeah. were, there was three of us, and we had one. Y'all shared. One bed. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. They knew what this trip was about. Yeah. They knew. And they found us. <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't know, but they knew. Yeah, they definitely knew. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so you're saying you knew you didn't, you weren't going to have an orgasm. So, were you masturbating having orgasms before oh, that? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah. it was, I didn't know. It was funny. I didn't have an orgasm with a partner for a little bit, maybe like a year into having sex. Yeah. Because the way that I masturbated, I wasn't sure if. It worked well with sex. With the partner. Yeah. 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 So I was yeah. kind of like, I would just kind of like, be like, yeah, this feels good. I, maybe like, I'm just one of those people that is not going to have an orgasm. And then I did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, never again. <laughs> like, by yourself when you had it by yourself? No. Or um, with the partner? When I had it with a partner. I oh, was yeah. like, oh, I can incorporate how I masturbate into sex. Into partnered sex. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Okay. We're golden. Like, I'm good. I yeah. understand this now. Yeah, yeah, You figured it out. Yeah. And you're like, okay, perfect. It took a while, though. I think I was embarrassed of how I masturbated. I thought, like, it wasn't sexy or something. Yeah, for sure. Yes. It can take a while. Like, for me, I use a vibrator. So yeah. I got to bring the vibrator into the couple scenario to, if I'm going to get off. I think that's great. And some people, obviously, with me and Matt, it's obviously, that's... A, a crutch of our sex life that's a whole part of our sex life but with a new partner I don't know how like eager I am to bring out my vibe like into the partnered sex so I can get off you know what I mean I think it took me a while to feel okay like even though like I figured it out maybe a year which is a long time because as soon as I lost my virginity I was like great I'm gonna have sex with all these people that I've wanted to have sex with for a long time yeah yeah <laughs> like, I'm gonna have sex with them so I just like I ran through it all. <laughs> yeah. Pretty like, let's do this. Let's walk and do it. Yeah. Literally. Um, so you're just having sex and enjoying it, but not having orgasms. Not having orgasms. It was just, I liked the attention, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I liked all that stuff. I like everything that it encompasses. Yeah. Uh, what do you like about it? About sex? What's there not to like? What's there not? Yeah. <laughs> I love, um, yeah, the, the, the connection, the one-on-one. Oh, yeah. I think it's so funny because I sleep with a lot of people that I then remain friends with afterwards. Yeah. And I've, I even said this to my partner who I was dating recently and he was not as like on board with this conversation, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, isn't it weird that we just spent the morning like naked together and now we're walking down the street and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, whatever. And he's like, okay. okay. And I was like, I was like, it's so funny. <laughs> It's like this private, I guess the pri- it's very private, and I like, I really like kissing. <laughs> Super like kissing, and, and yeah. yeah, all, I don't think I'm being very specific, but... Uh, no, connection, connection, intimacy, like being together, all that stuff. Being together, I like, I like for, I guess there's no such thing as foreplay, because it's all sex. It's Let's all not sex. be heteronormative, you guys. Yeah, it's all sex. It's yeah. all sex. I like all of it. I love, as soon... As I come, 
I have so much energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy almost never does. And it's just me bothering him for <laughs> 45 minutes, maybe. And Doing I think what? It's Doing what? So funny because he's so not into it. So what? What are you like, doing after the orgasm? Holding on to his chest and just kind of being like, mm, "So what's uh, what you thinking about?" He's like, "Tired. I'm tired." I'll be like, oh, great. And then I'll just like, or I'll I like to do like a play by play afterwards. Sometimes I like. What's your like, favorite part? Yeah, I really do. It's kind of like how I am after shows. We're all like to my friends. I'll be like, "So what did you like?" Yeah, I like doing that after sex. Who is your favorite? And then I saw an Amy Schumer sketch. Mm-hmm. That was like making fun of guys that do that, that do play by play. And I was like, oh, is that something that people don't like? Don't like? <laughs> and I felt embarrassed about it afterwards. But I was like, it's just where my brain goes. And I'm also, I, I get like so like touchy, I guess. Like I want to like bite the guy and like <laughs> punch him and like pull on his like chest hair yeah. and stuff. <laughs> just a total pest. Just be a pest. Just be like the little sister that I am in the equivalent of like sexual, like afterglow. <laughs> in a sexy way. Yeah, in a sexy way. Yeah, for me, sometimes if, sometimes I just cannot stop laughing after I've had a big orgasm. Yeah. Sometimes I just can't stop laughing. Totally. And the other person is not usually laughing with me. Because, okay, I think... This is going to sound like so hippy-dippy, like spiritual. I think when you've had a really good orgasm, your heart chakra opens up and some people cry yeah, and right. some people laugh. Mm-hmm. And some and guys, I don't think their heart chakra opens up when they come. I think their sleepy time chakra opens up and they just go to bed. I think I think even talking about that, that Naomi Wolf book, I think she explains it as um, like genetically, like to reproduce. The idea with women having energy after an orgasm is so they can essentially, in your caveman cave, roll over and sleep with the next person. Yes. Yes. This is what I... I was told also bonding chemicals happen or whatever hormones. Yeah, yeah. And so you're immediately like, okay, I'm going to bond with this guy and make sure he doesn't leave, is what I heard. Like, Or make sure, like, I imprinted on this person, this person's mine, so I'm going to just... I don't know. Yeah. Play with his chest hair. I don't know. <laughs> just going to just punch him and, and punch, punch him, him and bite him. And yeah, that's my thing. I'm, I was like, okay, I'm going to bite you. you. Ready? And he's like, oh, okay. Oh God, just let me sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, one, two, three, let's go. Uh-huh. <laughs> the odd time, though, I'm super sleepy and will just want to just crash so hard after. You, only morning time sex does that to me. Oh, yeah. Just back to sleep. Yeah. Morning. Because I'm a sleepy morning time person. Yeah. Nighttime sex. Wide awake. Wide awake. Morning time sex. The one time I I actually did fall asleep right after and never again, I got a UTI. Yeah, ladies, you got to pee after Ladies, you got to pee after. I don't care how how tired tired you are. Get up and pee. That's usually a drunk sex thing is what I've noticed. If I have sex and I'm drunk, I may fall asleep. You may fall asleep after. Yeah. 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 That's the only time I've ever gotten a UTI. And because I'm usually pretty diligent about it. And I always like to shower after too. Oh, you shower after sex? Yeah, usually. Wow. Just, I shower a lot though. Like I, I love to shower. I shower like three times a day. <gasps> I love a shower. Okay. It's not good though. No, it's not good for you. This is my mom. This is my the mom, mom coming out. out. Mama Vita saying, you have something on your skin called the horny layer. <laughs> and I'm not making that up. <laughs> She's a doctor, by the way. Yeah, my mom is a French teacher slash doctor. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, you shower after sex. Like, I'll shower 
if I have to go somewhere. Yeah. But if I'm just spending the night, nah. No way. No way, man. <laughs> pee. Pee for sure. Pee. Yeah, everybody pee, honestly. I, I think- also... I don't know. I like the feeling of... Oh, God, this is so gross. I like the smell. Like, I like the feeling of smelling like the person and, like, being in the moment kind of thing. Yeah. This is, like... The sex smell. I really... People are not going to enjoy this podcast. They're going to be like, she grows. <laughs> she grows. <laughs> but I do. I like that, too. I mean, like, one of my favorite smells is, like, Matt's pillowcase. And I'm just like... Ugh, it's like crack. Time. It's like crack. Talk about this all the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the last guy I dated, I would talk and be like, yeah, I mean, we're, we don't really, like, we're not, we're not, like, we don't make sense as a couple, like, we're not really the same kind of person. They're like, oh, why are you dating him? I was like, he smells like something I want to have sex with. Like, the smell is right. His smell is great. It's a great smell. <laughs> I think it's his sweat. And I will, I would kiss him and be like, oh, your, your face smells really great. And he's like, yeah. this is a weird thing you're saying Yeah, to me. like, Matt's forehead, specifically, Matt's face. His, his cheek, like, oh, his cheek yes. and jaw would smell so good to me. <laughs> like a fucking weirdo I am. God, I'm such yeah. a, but I'll, maybe, yeah. I'll smell Matt's face a lot. Like, right? just bring his face towards mine and just be like. And just have a And sniff. just be like, yes. And that then, means you're right. Okay, go away now. means you're right for each other. Like, it's, <laughs> that's what I think. No, I don't know. I remember I had a huge crush when I was in theater school on on a director Mm -hmm. and it was like a physical theater director so we had to run a lot of class because theater school's weird guys and um (laughs) to run a lot i oh i was so into this 48 year old man Mm -hmm. yikes and i remember being like oh it's great that i get to smell his sweat (laughs) (laughs) i love it yeah i think that's a good place to take a break oh great good good i'm I'm sure everyone's still listening to this podcast (laughs) Oh boy, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back with Alessandra Vite. Let me tell you about Come As You Are. Come As You Are is the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop and they have a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. This means that Come As You Are is able to ensure that their shop reflects diverse genders, orientations, sexualities, and life experiences, rather than just one person's idea of what sex and sexuality products should be about. Come As You Are is never put in a position where they have to bend their professional or personal ethics to please the man. And they are offering a fantastic discount to Bedpost listeners. That's 15% off at www.comeasyouare.com with coupon code BEDPOST. All you got to do is type in B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive this generous discount. I truly hope everyone listening goes to the website and sees what these folks are really all about. And I truly hope that you enjoy the rest of the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're here with Alessandra Vite. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> now. now I'll get my radio voice on. Oh, yeah. The, the, what's your What's your dirty talk voice? Do you ever, do you uh, ever have phone sex? Phone sex? What's your phone sex I've never voice? had phone sex. No? Never. <laughs> I mean, I've never gotten off while on the phone, but I've definitely pretended I've, like... I'm touching myself, I guess, I'm, but it's more, like, performative of, like... I can't handle phone sex, sexting, any of that. 
No, not sexting. I've sexted maybe three times in my life. Really? Yeah. I like recently sent a photo and then immediately deleted it and was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you know what? I realized that when I'm like with someone that like I love and like I'm being sexy with, this is going to sound terrible. I get kind of cutesy with my voice, which is yeah. not maybe sexy baby. <laughs> <laughs> humiliated but it's just something that comes out i kind of like i i don't know i can't do it now because i'm not like in an intimate environment environment but i noticed that about myself being like i'd be like okay and i'm like oh that's a yikes cute what does this baby? mean just a, what does what this mean this for me i have to go to a therapist about this for sure <laughs> But like, so you, like, are you judging it immediately when you're like sending a text or something? Yeah. You're just, you're just like, no, that's not good. It does not flow out of me easily. Right. And I remember I sent a text once and it was something about like, I want to fuck you all night long. Yeah. The guy did not respond. (gasps) See, that's I wanted to die. I saw him a couple days later. And you're, did you ask him? We went home together. And then when we went home, I went, did you get my text? And he goes, yeah. And I was like. He goes, I don't know. I just thought like all night long was like, it's like too intense or something. He's like, I just didn't know what to respond to that. And I was like, oh, you come always have to respond to a sex. Yes. Always guys. Podcast listeners. Yeah. Etiquette. It scarred me good. Yeah. Etiquette. Yeah. Maybe. Is that the reason? (gasps) That's terrible. I was really upset. Yeah. There's etiquette. Like even if it's not your thing or like. You gotta respond. No, I have oh, a big thing about non-communication with texts. Right. Me up the wall. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. Communicating in text just in terrible. general. Terrible. And the I'm worst. not a. I'm not. A, I'm not a let a text lay. Right. I don't play cool because I don't feel the need to because I don't like playing games. Even if I'm se- sleeping with someone casual. Yeah. I will be very direct. I will be very. I've literally gone up to guys and been like, "Are we gonna go home together? No. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Like I don't. That's great. Especially in casual, I think that's important because with when with casual, you're still kind of playing that game. A lot of people are still in that headspace of like coy and like oh don't don't look too interested and stuff. So yeah. you get into trouble because yeah. you you both haven't voiced where you're at mentally and emotionally and what you want out of this. No, I, I don't understand. And people can get hurt easily, get hurt. but you get hurt regardless. Um, I think whether you're kind or not kind. Yeah. So why not practice being kind to people? Like, I don't understand. I remember I slept with someone, saw him at the bar a couple days later. He was fully ignoring me. I went up to him, and I was like, hi. And he just straight out was like, I'm uncomfortable that I'm seeing you now. And I went, I mean, that sucks. Like, I'm not uncomfortable. Right. I was like, thanks for being honest. But, like, maybe we, like, acknowledge each other's existence because... Mind you, I date comedians who are the not the most no, mentally, emotionally mentally, yes, mature yes, and stable yes. individuals. Yes, I am talking about a very special section of the human population right yeah, now. Yeah, right now, yeah. I have no time for that. Mm-hmm. I have no time. I don't like being dramatic. This year has been a little bit drama-y for my sensibilities. I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. You just want to be but open and honest. And... In my defense, after I had my breakup... I said the words out loud. I just want to be a crazy person this year. <laughs> and I did. I said that, and that's what I did. Because the secret works. <laughs> yeah, the secret, because the secret works. Guys, you know this thing from 2007? I'm still all over it. <laughs> this Oprah, yeah. Oprah thing. Oprah yeah. thing that yeah. everyone's been wildly discredited. <laughs> it's 
it's my spiritual <laughs> touchstone. Um, yeah. So what do you got? Like, so at the beginning of say you guys are going home. So you're like, are we going home together? What's going on? Is that what you say? No, I mean, like, depends if I've already slept with the person. If I've already slept with the person and I see him out and I want to sleep with him again, that's when I'm a little bit more direct. But if I'm, like, seeing someone at a bar and I want to, like, hit on him, I'm not a patient person, so I don't wait. You want to know if this is going to work or not? Well, I don't wait for him to hit on me, usually. I will just go. go and talk with him and flirt with him and be kind of around. Uh... And then I isolate him, as in, like, you want to go for a... You corner him. <laughs> you want to come over here? I literally once said to a guy, like, do you want to maybe go this way? Like, I didn't even... <laughs> Say a reason. <laughs> and then we made up. Yeah, so... <laughs> do you want to go over here? you want to go th- this way, please? Yeah, literally. Oh, God. I sound like a fucking psychopath. Anyways... <laughs> So that's how I operate. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. And oh. usually guys are receptive, I imagine. I mean, it's shocking every time that they are. Because I'm really? like... Really? Yeah, they really are. They, I, um, I was talking about this the other day with someone. Because there was this girl that was telling me, she was talking about like Tinder. I've never done that, like Tinder or Bumble or anything like that. Yep. And I was talking about like, oh, she's like, what do you do? And I was, I was like, here's my fail-proof thing to know if a guy is into me. <laughs> You go and ask. I go and ask. No. If I'm sitting at a bar and I'm talking to a guy and mm-hmm. I'm into him and I want to, like, hook up with him, mm-hmm. I will rest my leg on his leg for a second, like, maybe, like, five seconds, and then remove it. And if he finds a way to touch me within the next 30 seconds, I'll be like, it's on. I will be more aggressive. <laughs> is that for real? Yes. That's for real? I you do. That is something that I, I didn't read about. It sounds like something I would have read about. In the secret? I, in the secret. I just figured that out one day. Figured it out. Because I thought you were going to say, you put your leg against his and then if he takes it away at some point. I take it away. Yes. You, I make it seem like it's it an accident. You take it away. But I guess it's not going to work anymore because now, really <laughs> now it's public. <laughs> I'm, gonna have to, I'm like a stand-up where I've like given away all my best jokes and now I have to like go back and <laughs> rethink work some everything. material. I gotta do like that jerk I'm telling you for the last time. Like I gotta go back. Uh yeah. Do you feel like you're do you have a lot of friends that do do that, that approach guys no. like that? My friends are so shy. I feel like that's an anomaly. That's great. Uh my friends are really shy. My friends are really beautiful. Yeah. And I don't I'm not just saying that to say that. Like especially like my comedy girlfriends, beautiful, and then my friends from high school that I'm still friends with because I grew up in Toronto. Really beautiful girls, mm-hmm. shy. And they'll be on Tinder, and they'll they'll go on a ton of dates. They are not casual. Not that I know of, that I've been told. Maybe I could be completely speaking out of turn. But they don't have casual sex. I am, like, the one person in my crew that does this. I don't know why. It's yeah. it's it's very, it's not learned behavior. It is not something that, like, oh, my, my immediate friends are like this at all. I don't know It's why. just, you're doing you. I'm doing... That's what you do. Me, yeah. Are I, they... You don't feel, like, judgment from them at any point, do you? No, I mean, like, when I tell them stories, they're always like, oh, my God. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm kind of nuts. I judge myself. <laughs> For sure. Not to, like, sex shame me, but it's more like acting like a crazy person. Yeah, it's the third eye on yourself. Yeah, it's like... a little, like, real bad girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was your year to be crazy. You know what it is? <laughs> if I have any insecurity, it is that I'm always surprised when people like me, it's a terrible thing. Oh. I am surprised. I'm surprised when men want to sleep with me. I'm always... Always su- surprised? Always surprised. 
Always. Really? And that's why I have to force this confidence that hopefully will then translate to confidence. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Always surprised. Always think like I'm this like weird little creature lady. <laughs> like I think I'm cute, but like whatever. But it, it's one of those things that I'm like, yeah, it's good. I'm happy when it happens. <laughs> I mean, it's good to be happy when it happens. Yeah. No, you you have no reason. You're I I've always got a confident feeling about you, and it, that you're a beautiful lady, oh, beautiful person, you, yeah. talented, funny. I could go on. Yeah, you yeah, want yeah. me to go on? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. This is the language of love that I speak. I need the uh, yeah, verbal affirmation. Yeah. Uh, what book is that from? It's from a thing that my friend made me take on the internet. <laughs> There's this, like, website you can go on and you take a quiz that, that's very long and asks questions that are, like, SAT questions. You're like, I can't choose between these two. And you find out what your language of love is. And mine is uh, physical contact and verbal affirmation. Because <laughs> doesn't... Okay, this sounds familiar. Isn't there a thing where... Because it's teaching you to kind of find out what your partner's love language is and what yours is and it's not always the same thing yeah like they receive love in a different way yeah and you give a love in a different way yeah 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 and that's why people always don't understand i yeah for sure i i, I found it's funny right now i'm at a weird crossroads where it's like either i emotionally get along with a man really well and then sexually like it's okay yeah and or i emotionally do not get along with that person. We and have the very sex different. Is, the sex is the sex is banging. Dynamite. Yeah. And I don't know what that's about. I would like to correct that <laughs> behavior. It seems damaging. It doesn't seem um, healthy. It's where I am right now in terms of relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. Are you looking for a relationship? Through throughout this, if it came along, would you be like, yay? Oh my god, yeah. I love I love to love and I love <laughs> treating people well. Yeah. And and being I mean like Casual sex is great. I don't mind monogamy. I mean, it's hard in the sense that it, I have to work at it. Yeah, you do personally have yeah, to work I at monogamy. Yeah, I have to work at it. I've never cheated. I've been cheated on, but I've never cheated. Yeah. Because when I was, I was cheated on pretty early. And, oh God, I've been cheated on a lot, actually, now that I think about it. But Yeah. Yeah, but I, I would not do that to someone. I would rather get out before I did that. Because you learn that's shitty to have that done to you. Yeah, and right? like... I've had conversations with people that I've dated to be like, maybe we'll be open. Yeah. And it almost never makes sense because there's always like a parameter that's being put on me. Huh. And I'm like, but I'm not putting any parameters on you. Why am I? So I, I was always be like either. Well, the way I think about monogamy mm-hmm. is now's the time to get good at it. At and this age, do you at mean? At this age, I think either it's not something that comes. I don't think it's a natural thing for People, I think you have to learn how to be monogamous, or for me specifically. So why not work on it now? And then, I mean, if the person's wrong for you, leave them. But, like, really try. Like, really commit yourself. How can you know you're not monogamous if you don't actually try being monogamous? Yeah. And then if you've really tried and you're like, no, I identify as poly or whatnot, um, then great. Then good for you. You did the discovery, but... You did the self-work. Yeah, you, you were introspective and you figured that out. But for me, yeah, I, I feel, I don't know, I definitely, I don't know, I, I could do both. Yeah. Yeah, I could do both. He could be committed to a person, but you could also... Date. Date. Forever. Forever. Because, I mean, unfortunately, this industry that I'm in, that we're in, the arts, your number one love is kind of the job. The art. And when you 
throw yourself into love. I would never put anyone, I would never put anyone second. I would put someone equal to the love. Right. But. Which is an important distinction. I I think think so. I think so. And guys that use the excuse to be like, I gotta focus on my work. It's like, then I'm not right for you because I, I shouldn't be this thing that's detracting you from From your work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm under the impression that when I'm with someone, we actually make each other work harder. Yeah. Is what I like. And you help each other. Yeah. And you're supporting each other. A hundred percent. That's a hundred percent what I think. And people who think like, oh, when I'm in a relationship, I can't do anything but the relationship. I mean, that's for different people. That's not me though. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. I don't know. You feel like you can balance, you can balance all your life stuff. I want to. I want to. I'm good at giving people space when they ask me to and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too jealous person. Recently I've experienced some jealousy and it sucks, but... Yeah. What are you going to do? I think I'm just growing and changing. <laughs> I think everybody feels jealousy at some point. Even people in poly kind of type situations or casual situations. Um, I imagine so. you got to f- work at that too. Yeah. I mean, as, as much as monogamy, you're saying monogamy may not be totally easy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the alternate. Like, to the- not get jealous and to not feel hurt and like attached emotionally that's hard too yeah on the flip side Um, I guess the one gripe when I was like actively sleeping with multiple people Mm -hmm. was I was always confused when they wouldn't want to have sex again like I would do like a one night stand or whatever and then I'd be like I'd see him out and about Mm -hmm. let's do it again and they'd be like I don't know and I'd be like that is so weird to me like don't people want to have sex as it goes back to like isn't anyone horny anymore (laughs) (laughs) like I why don't they do you think I think because they think I'll get attached that you'll get attached. Yeah. Not is, not that they all feel... Not that they've told me, unless they really disliked it. No, I don't know. Um, That's an unfair stigma. Oh, no, the girl will get attached. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll just point blank ask someone one day. <laughs> yeah, sure. why? Yeah, yeah. When they're like, mm, I don't know, maybe not. Be well, like, why? Tell I've me why. I've been told by a guy that I wanted to like continue to sleep with. We slept together a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't want to do it anymore. And he was just literally like, I don't know, I'm... In this place, and I was like, oh, I just want to find someone that I can, like, call up on a Friday night. Yeah, that's all. And just uh, bone, it, bone it out, you know? <laughs> Bang it out. But it's hard, it's tricky. These <laughs> hormones release that I have to punch and bite these men, so... <laughs> <laughs> do you find, like, that you do get so horny that you're like, okay, let's go out tonight and let's... I need to bang this out, essentially. <laughs> I think when I do that, it doesn't work out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it has to be, like, right place, right time. Like, a little more natural. I think if I actively go up being like, I'm going to fuck this guy. And I, <laughs> it doesn't work. I will somehow, I will sometimes go to a bar and see a guy that I want to sleep with. And I, I've never slept with a stranger. I've only slept with men that I have seen, seen a couple times and, like, at least. Or, like, mild acquaintances with. Yeah. And then I'll, he'll be at the bar and I'll be at the bar and I'll be like, okay, let's do this. And I'll be like, I'll literally, like, go to the bathroom and, like, in my mind just think, like, you will sleep with this guy tonight. <laughs> You're like pep talk yeah, in the oh mirror. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Not in the mirror, just in the stall to myself. <laughs> just in your own just, head. Just to, just to cement to know, like, do you really want to sleep with him? And I'll be like, I do. And right. then as soon as I really understand, like, is this something you actually want to do? I'll go out and... And make it happen. It really happens. And and the surprise is never... It's always a surprise. And it's still a surprise. And it's still a surprise. <laughs> A happy surprise. A happy surprise, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Alessandra, we're about at time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was a really easy... Talking about what's easy, what's hard. This podcast is easy. Good. With you. Oh, good. Girl. Girl. Do you have anything you want to tell people about that's coming up? Yeah, so always Sunday Night Live. 
uh, with the Skechersons. That's at Comedy Bar at nine-ish, I guess would be the right time. <laughs> Tell me about that show. Uh, we uh, write and perform a brand new sketch show every single week. Uh, so it's super fun. We have hosts. Um, it's kind of modeled after the the format of Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. but it's its own beast. It's a sketch show that's been around for about 12 years. Um, we have great cast. I love them so much. Live uh, band. Live band. And just a really good time. Um, some hosts that are coming up, we have Miguel Rivas, Nigel Grinstead, um, and I believe Emma Hunter. So just the Beaverton is coming on. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm in a troupe called The Flirty Boys. Uh, we'll probably do Toronto Sketch Fest. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> we'll probably have a show. Cross your fingers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just, uh, just, you know, if you, you see me at the bar and you want to sleep with me, let me know. I, uh... <laughs> do you have, like, Twitter handle, all that oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. Stuff I like love that? my Instagram. Go. My Instagram is Alessandra the Vitae. Uh, big fan of that Instagram. Me More too. More than Twitter. Oh, man. Me too. I do not like Twitter. So a lot of my Twitter is just links to my Instagram. Yeah. But it's also Al the Vitae on Twitter and Great. I don't know if you want to be my friend on Facebook I probably won't except you if you're a stranger, a stranger. <laughs> but Perfect. try try I mean you gotta the secret the secret guys I also sell the secret out of my basement <laughs> thanks so much for coming thank on thank you the so program. much I'm such a fan this has been a great oh, time for you're me. great again guys this is Alessandra Vite and I'm Erin Pim and this has been the Bedpost Podcast check back often guys because we release a new episode every Friday and if you want to see the Bedpost show on stage live you can see that at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8 uh, however check like on our Instagram and check on our Facebook just to make sure of the dates because it's a little wonky at the beginning of the new year lastly the bedpost podcast features original music by stephanie copeland who can be reached on facebook or at her website stephcopelandmusic.com 